0: Hello, everyone. This is the Queen Bee, and today I am being uh, joined by Pastor Sean Court, and of course you are here on fresh air where there's music for your soul, and today is Transformation Tuesday, and so part of my show is to help you understand about love, marriage, and relationships. We want to see you transform and where we left off last time with Sean was we were talking about three different types of women. And I believe he mentioned the destiny woman, the dream woman, and the fantasy woman. And so I'm going to kind of let him, we're going to chop it up a bit, let him flow, and uh, actually turn it right over to you, Sean, and pick up kind of wherever you want to start or where you left off. It's all up to
1: you. Okay, okay. great. Well, thank you, Queen Bee, uh, for this amazing opportunity to talk with you. Always a pleasure. And, um, well, it's so loaded, and uh, and how the spirit leads, I didn't really even realize I'd be going into those three three, um, (laughs) compartments in terms of uh, uh, women. But, yes, men do essentially see women uh, in in those lights as being either you're going to be his dream woman and the woman Mm -hmm. that he ideally thought of his entire life, the fantasy woman. And uh, the destiny woman, the destiny woman is a little bit more hard to swallow, but she's the woman that he's going to grow old with. And what we oftentimes miss with these easy categorizations of of this is that women, you know, because therapists say this, um, that Mm -hmm. when you meet a man in the first 15 to 20 seconds, you've Mm -hmm. already decided where you want this man in your life. Yes. And you're either intrigued, like, hmm, I think I'm going to stay on this ride for a little bit to see where I get off. Or you're going to make a determination oh, this is a friend for life. This is my bud. This is somebody I'm going to just want to stay up late at night, have coffee with, go work out at the gym with. Or this is a man I know is going to be a struggle because I want to give him all the cookies. And
0: uh,
1: it, it, it just is what it is. Now, I know some people might think that's very crass, and, but reality is where I live. I don't play games with myself, so I try not to play games with people. And when women come across a man who is very comfortable in being a man, and he mm-hmm. can cite where he is in his walk with God, cite what season in his life he's in, and be able to cite who he thinks she is, and if he is. Accurate, let alone dead dead on accurate, women tend to feel a little anxious, a little stripped, and a little vulnerable. So what happens is, there it is, your destiny man, mm-hmm. read your mail. Now <laughs> what you want to do is change your role because you don't want anybody you just met being that empowered so soon because now wow. he's going to be vulnerable, and he's going to play games wow. with me. But all this time, you've been praying, Lord, send me a man who gets me for me. So here he is, he gets you for you, but it's not a fantasy anymore. It's not a dream mm-hmm. anymore. It's a reality. So here he is in your face telling you, this is where I am, oh. and I want to step to you because I think this is where you are, and I think this is where we can be together. And I come across mm-hmm. so many times, especially professional women, well-educated women, or just women who know what they want in life. And when that man steps to you, no games, no foolishness, and he says, I really like you, and I think you really like me. So don't we bypass the foolishness, and let's sit down and start laying the foundations of a great friendship and a future love relationship for all of eternity. Now, all of a sudden, whoa! All of a sudden now, there is no game. (laughs) I'm used to some degree of foolishness because that's part of my repertoire is dealing with foolishness. I never planned to not be dealing with foolishness. So now how do I be real? Because I'm only used to being real with my girlfriends and my God and myself. I'm not used to being real with a real man. So we have this dichotomy now where when the uh, uh, man now is approached by his destiny woman who challenges him and sees beyond the big muscles, sees beyond the nicely trimmed goatee or the bald head, sees beyond the suits, sees beyond all of the uh, physical trappings of life and sees that there are still some boyish issues that make him charming to her and there's some boyish issues that he needs to feel compelled to overcome so he can walk in that manhood that God called him to be. Now, all of a sudden, he's threatened and challenged. So now he has to backstep a little bit and start to shuffle because this woman just called me who, who, what I am. Now, all of a sudden, he's the woman at the well who met a woman that told him all about himself. So what happens now when wow. we all um, that woman at the well who meets a man or who meets a woman who I really can be candid with. Now I'm not on late night telephone with my girlfriend or late night telephone with my homeboy talking about all these girls are trifling, all these men are trifling. Well, here he is now. Now it's time to put up or shut up. What do we then do? So I think what happens is, uh, Queen B, is that a lot of us, we plan to think mm-hmm about this ultimate relationship but we fail to plan how to handle being introduced to this ultimate relationship i know a lot of professional women uh who are so used to being powerful by themselves they've got their own credit they got their own money they got their own clothes mm-hmm. they got their own everything they don't need a man to give them anything so basically the man is either going to be decoration uh, he's either going to be friends with benefits
0: mm-hmm. or he's going to be a
1: sparring partner. They never really plan for a man to be co-equal with them because what happens when you're able to buy yourself anything and everything, you become your everything. But when you have become your everything, there's no room in your life for anything. For anything else. Right. And so what happens then? So are we basically playing a game with ourselves? And, and so when Mr. Wright comes along, we scare him off because the woman's got more testosterone than he does.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's so when he has got more testosterone than he does, he doesn't want to be with another man. He wants a woman. So what is a woman now? Is she small and petite and demure and giggles and laughs? Or is she just someone who is constantly readjusting to the circumstances and being able to be what is required. And I think that's the issue that we all run into is, are we really ready for successful relationships when we've been so successful in other parts of our life? Because those other things, basically, you go in early, you leave late. You work hard, you're twice as smart, five times as fast, three times as good looking. You've got to be better than your competition just to make the grade. But in a relationship, all bets are off because a relationship is not 100-100, it's not 80-20, it's not 50-50, it's whatever is required at the time to get the job done as long as you feel that the output is worthy of the input.
0: And, and I think and you're so, making a valid point, I'm sorry, because, and, and, and this is, I don't know, maybe you need to elaborate, require, you, you said something huge that all bets are off, and it's whatever it takes at that particular time to get things done. Because the reality is that things shift. Oh, yeah. And I think you and I have a conversation. You know, there, there are things in our life, I remember when it was time to write the books, and I don't know if you remember this, but you would stay on my case, and it's like, okay, you don't have time for a relationship. You just need to get, get to your task and get them done. But then I right. realized that when the task got done, those tasks were done, but there were more that came up. And so I, I think the same thing applies in a relationship of marriages that when you complete one, there's always something else. It's, it's, like a, it's like an old house. It's always in progress. There's never truly a completion date. Um, if you're, you know, if you take an older house and you're, and you're doing it over, it's going to take some time.
1: And you're always mm-hmm. going to
0: find something different that needs to be done. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Correct. Absolutely correct. I mean, I think when we look at things holistically and we allow things to happen organically, when mm-hmm. we are used to being in charge and it's like our faith walk, um, A lot. again, I know a lot of powerful women. They're judges, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're IT people, they're, you know, medical professionals. They're all kinds of entrepreneurs and they're used to being in charge and are just allowing this Jewish carpenter to be co-in-charge with their lives and in certain places lead the dance, let alone now a Mm -hmm. man who I know is fallible and is going to make mistakes because I've got this white Persian rug and I don't want no greasy man's footprints all over this Persian rug that I've created. But maybe God is now telling you I want to elevate you to tile floors, okay. and so instead of being so nitpicky to look for footprints, when you got tile floors, nobody cares about the footprints because you're walking together. No.
0: Well, you can wash them. You know that—that's what the mop is for.
1: And, and there you go. Tile is a lot more resilient. <laughs>
0: than
1: right. <laughs> no, so trying yeah. to get you it's, from it's... being so um, so fragile, which we all are. On the carpet, you're thinking you're, you're, being knit, you're, you're being particular. No, you're fragile. That's why you're so concerned about who steps on your carpet. When you get some nice bamboo wood floor or some nice tile wood floor or marble floor or slate floor, you, you start realizing it's a better quality of floor, and it's a lot more resilient to change.
0: Well, except for um, I'm thinking now I'm sitting, you know, my, my library or the, the, the house that I was doing over that we sanded down the hardwood floors. The only concern is when you come into the house, the shoes have to be removed because it's oh. actually, and this is an awesome allegory, is that it's not the dirt that's from in the house, it's the dirt from without. And so we Absolutely. remove the shoes and there's slippers for those who don't have any or socks because we don't want you to track in the dirt from the outside. But a relationship is, is that one-on-one that there, should be not, there shouldn't be any outside forces to begin with. And so there well, are ways the... to... Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead and finish because I, I hear a point
1: well, coming. Well, okay. <laughs> it kind of it <laughs> crashed through my lips before I could stop it. So forgive me for that, please. <laughs> here's the thing, though, forgive is it. that if the floor is yeah. your floor, and someone else is coming on your floor that is mm-hmm. outside. And so you have mm-hmm. to make a determination that there are some germs that you're bringing into his life, and there's some germs, uh, you know, vice versa. And, and so <laughs> we, we all have to adjust, and that's why I used the, 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 the situation with the floors, is that tile is supposed to be more resilient than wood, yes. and wood more resilient than carpeting. So what you want right. to do, you want to get to the point to where your life is not so fragile that this person has to walk around your life on tiptoes because real men don't walk around on their tiptoes. No. We are no. flat-footed warriors. And so, again, it doesn't mean that a man has to be a gorilla and come in and just mess up your house, leave the seat up, leave his clothes. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. If he was raised right, he's going to clean up after himself. But he's not going to hang his clothes the same way you do. He's not going to do no. dishes the same way you do. And so what you're going to right. have to do is maybe have those kinds of non-negotiables and determine what your non-negotiables right. are. Because if you've got more non-negotiables than quality of living, then you're the damaged goods and you need to take yourself off the market.
0: Right.
1: So well, you determines. need to remain single. Well, and all, and well, I, mean, well, yeah. I
0: mean, I say this all the time, that some of us need to remain single. Because we don't know how to, and I think I did the piece where it's the three RTAs, be relational, relational, be transparent, and be willing, be adjuring, which just means willing to adjust. Because if you don't have any of those, as you might as well stay by yourself. Because there's no way that each person is going to get to keep everything that belongs to them. That's like two people merging into one household. Can't Absolutely. take everything.
1: And the older you are, <laughs> the mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. of this negotiation needs to take place because you get set yeah. in your ways. Yeah. And, and you have to agree, and it's almost like, let, let me share something with you. When I was younger in New York, and I was in uh, radio and television. There was a gentleman, and I'll, I'll leave his name out of it. Um, he was, um, well, actually I can, I can say his name. Um, he, uh, his name was kuba Abu Kass. And Minister Kubab mm-hmm. Abu Qas was the head of the Lost Foundation of Islam. And he was trying to recruit me to be his um, protege. And so mm-hmm. he, myself, and his team would meet for dinner in various places, and he would explain how the nation of Islam operates. Now, he's a man that came from Christianity. Uh, his parents, I think he was a PK, and uh, a very prominent businessman. He was a, a successful businessman and so um but he's also head of the lost nation of islam and we explained a few things to me how the nation of islam operates that i wish the body of christ would adapt not because the body of christ can't be organized but we have this thing in the body of christ called grace and we misuse and abuse grace instead of grace being a keeping and sustaining force we use grace as a get out of free get out of jail free card and what they do in the nation of islam is when they get married besides their pre-CANA counseling, they create something mm-hmm. that's called a book. And that book is a contract. It is an actual contract that says and handles housekeeping items such as uh, taking out the garbage is your issue or we share keeping out the garbage 50-50. Uh, the dishes in the evening is your issue, my issue, or we share that 50-50. Um, there are certain things that are just you and they're expected to be done this way and that way. And vice versa. So if there is an issue because of discretion, we go to the book. And the book is left out on the coffee table. It's left out in a prominent place. It's not thrown in a closet where dust and collect. And you go over uh-huh. the book together and you go to housekeeping. Okay, Mr. Bill, it's Sunday night. You have not taken out the garbage in four Sundays. I've been taking it out. What's the wow. deal? That's why I've been harboring this thing against you all week. And so it doesn't become a tit-for-tat kind of a thing. So. um it, 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 it's something where um, you're accountable to words instead of being accountable to emotion.
0: Wow, that's
1: powerful. And at
0: that, we are going to go take a break. Please do not go anywhere. Give us a few minutes to regroup. You're listening to Heartstrings Matters of the Heart on Fresh Air Radio, and we'll be right back. We are back. Uh, we are back here with Pastor Sean Court. We left off talking about the contract, but I want to backtrack a minute, Sean. And what we were talking about in, toward the beginning—co-equals—and that, because what I was hearing is when, and and I'll just be as a female when you meet somebody, and and as I'm talking, it's coming back to me. I remember years ago, and some of you know Bishop Clifton Jones. Uh, I met someone, um, I think they was at a conference or so forth, and this, there's this young man, and he started reading my mail. I could not handle it. I did not know him. I never met him. I think I was walking up to, you know how they sell the books at the tables at the conventions and church conferences? And all of a sudden, uh, this person just started going into my email. And And back then it probably is a bit more difficult. Now it's not as much because I tried to be as tr- transparent as possible. That makes sense, Sean. And so I you know, when you were saying that, I began to think that it becomes really fear because we all have this like when I say be transparent, you can't come to the table with a different face. And 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 many of us send really send our honest selves to the dating table. We all have this covering or this persona, and then, of course, a lot of times we end up getting married, then the mask starts coming off, and it's like, oh, my God, uh, what did I do? And so it's it's a method almost of self-sabotage, because the reality is that you do want somebody who can read your mail, because there's some conversations that you don't necessarily have to have. Does that make sense? Right.
1: Right. It, it, it does. I, I mean, let's look at it this way. When somebody does read your mail, you have to consider. Mm-hmm. Well let's start from the very beginning. And the very substratum, the very uh, string of commonality that you both must have, if you're already into a relationship, is that you mm-hmm. care for one another, and it's not about that "Aha" or gotcha moment. Because wow. when he or she are career-oriented people, it's about the conquest. It's about the challenge, it's about the acquisition. It's about standing on top of your victory. You stick your flag in. This is mine. I did this. That doesn't work with relationships. Relationships, it's all about oftentimes showing your transparency, showing your vulnerability, and showing how much you care. Because when you're in, an, in a love relationship, the PhD, the MBA, you know, the Ivy League the education, the, the credits, it does not matter. You know, matter. what matters is no one cares. You know this the old adage, no one cares. How much you know until you know how much you care. So if you stop showing care in that relationship, you've already lost. So it doesn't matter how right you are. You're already wrong. So if you're now at the beginning of the relationship and you realize you are this individual's destiny and the Holy Spirit has given you license to go into their home, unsuspectly to them, and start – Letting them know your presence, you've got to realize you are walking into their living room. You don't walk into anyone's living room one, again, to use that old um, comparison, you don't walk in with your shoes on. Because right. remember, she's still got the carpeting. Take your shoes. Or off. On and be out. a gentleman. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Be a gentleman. Don't walk up in there like you're, you know, your prophet A, B, C, and D, and I'm gonna tell you what does say of the Lord. No, that makes you very immature. Be a gentleman. About your power. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He does not go anywhere. He's not invited. So be like the Holy Spirit. Ladies, be like the Holy Spirit. If God has given you that man's mail to read, understand he's made to be the warrior and the protector. Don't go in there warring against him that takes his authority. Walk in there and be his buckler, be his support. Wrap around his waist and let him feel your support. Then he'll let the guard down and allow you in to read his mail. But if you kind of kick the door down and start reading his mail, he's going to treat you like an, you know, an intruder, and he's going to take you on like a Navy SEAL. It's not going to be pretty. So, and the same thing, gentlemen, with ladies. Ladies can fight better than men. I'm <laughs> <Because laughs> sure they can. They've got, more, <laughs> they've got a lot more in their repertoire available to them. And so because women have a lot more appendages, appendages, at a lot different level of complexities, they can fight better. Mm-hmm. So, what mm-hmm. you want to do is you want to establish yourself to be a friendly first. Don't show your gifts and your talents without showing your love. The Bible says you will know them by their love. There. If you don't show your love, you are not one of His, correct? So, you will not correct. be one of theirs, you will not be theirs if you don't first show your love. So, once you show your love or you show your compassion, show your teeth, smile, good manners, hello, good morning, yes, ma'am, thank you, you're welcome, and all that kind of good stuff, then you can say, you know what, if you allow me, may I take a liberty? There's something I feel in my spirit. I feel a connection here. I I would like your permission to take the liberty to share some things that are on my spirit. When you take that posture with someone, now you're humanizing yourself and you're not dehumanizing them. And so. You, you, you've got the rest of your life to show your skills and talents, but you've got wow. seconds. You've got seconds to be that tactical laser strike that engraces you into their heart because you won't get a second chance at that. You won't get a second chance. I,
0: I remember this, and, and I want to share this, because something you said was powerful, now it makes sense, that I remember this um, This prophet uh, reading into me. and. And and what's funny is, I mean, Sean, you know me, it's like I pick up, I, you know, like the Zermatt steroids, is the reality was he, the, the approach was not of God. It was him. So, like, what you just said, he walked in. You didn't wipe your feet. You didn't take your shoes off. You didn't get my permission. And from that point, I had a totally different look of uh, uh, how I perceived him. Because it was like, okay, you're going in too deep, and you he probably knew what the, the the response or the answers were, but it I felt violated, and mm. so you're right, it's like once that strike hit, that's it. you may not get another chance unless you know there's some of us who are the Lord will say to us, okay, give him another chance, but for mm-hmm. most females, that's it it's over that is it that because, is it because you, you hit you hit the core, and you didn't and this is I think what you said something is key is you said you have to get permission. And so many yep. of us don't get permission. Like I tell the ladies, I said before you even talk to a guy, do you ask? Do you get permission. Do you have a conversation with God first. And I think many of us think that, that you know, God is being that controlling entity. When the reality is, He's covering you and your heart. And there's some heartache you can keep away from, should you ask. And I think the same applies to the gentleman. Yes. Because first and first and foremost, that they're supposed to be the covering.
1: And here's a good thing to remember too. See, I mean, there's so many angles to this thing, that's why there is no um there's no cookie cutter concept, there's no template prepared for this. Understand mm-hmm. that that time when you want to show your gifts and your talents mm-hmm. may not be the right time.
0: Right. Time and it, it may
1: be, it might be you get the date, but not on that first date he understands you're a prophet or he understands that you have the apostolic oil on your life. You know, maybe at that time you just want to enjoy the company of being with someone of the opposite sex. That's not a business meeting because it's been so long that you've been with someone of the opposite sex. And you're just kind of checking each other out. Does he smell good? Does she smell good? You know, does he have all his teeth? Is that his real hair? Is, he coloring it? is that Jerry Curly? He got good hair. You know what I'm saying? So know, that's kind of Time with you know, you know, I, I, I you know, I perceive it that that bow a, a prophetess. You know what I mean? It's, Thank you. Not- right
0: here, really. <laughs> it's
1: that's like
0: not- no, it's really not. It's not. It's not time for that. Um, and and, with, and then another component that's a whole other conversation. The show is the need to say who you are. Because it's, and, and I think timing, people miss, timing of season is everything. You do not have mm-hmm. to tell people who you are. You know, that's like somebody who's a boss. They don't walk around beating their chest, you know, me, Tar, and you, Jane, I'm the boss, because it's not as important to them. And, and so I think when you encounter people like that, it's really about their ego more than anything else. It's like, this is what I do, or this is who I am. Because the reality is, some of us would have never talked to some of the certain people had we understood who they were. But and, and I think there's a piece, and I'll, that's probably another show for me to do, talking about assignments, but um, it, it's huge just to enjoy somebody. You know, I think a lot of us miss that. We're so busy flaunting, and, and that, I think that's, that's a big thing also for women. You know, I have my Ph.D., I have this, I have this, and, and not understanding that men are not looking at all that. And it's always mm-hmm. interesting, to, the dynamics of that, that we – are, are very hard on ourselves as as women, and men don 't see that the little quirks that we have issues with those are the things that you all fall in love with and so women don 't understand I think the makeup and, and so I plan to have more guys on the show. women do not understand how men think, even though no. they interact with them on a regular basis no you're yeah, right there's this there's, there's, there's
1: this this huge
0: I don't know what do what, what you want to call it. There's this huge communication gap or understanding gap between the genders.
1: Here's what a lot of men can do that a lot of women aren't aware we can do. Some of us can actually be two or three different men. We can be the guy on the job mm-hmm. that has no vested interest in mm-hmm. you other than being polite. Not every man's a dog. Some of them were actually raised right. And, you know, um, when he sees you at lunch, he can be that guy, more casual. And then he's the man you come home to. And so I think what's important for for women to understand is that, yes, to some men, the the, the double PhD or the Wharton School MBA is not as important. And there's some men that want her to have her own money-earning potential because he's tired of being a sugar daddy. And, yes, women are tired of being a sugar mama. Can the man, does right. he have any aspirations? Does he have a job? What's your credit like? You know, um, and, and, and there are some couples I do know, they pull each other's credit and they sit down and go over it with each other because they both have, you know, considerable assets and they've both been working at this for a while. Let's face it, man, you put in 10, yes. 15, 20 years on something and building what you've got, it can be decimated wow. in a six-month relationship.
0: And there, so there you go. People,
1: and people lie. They do tell lies. So yes. if you want to pull each other's background and all that stuff. Right. And then, you know what? I don't have a problem with that. I really wow. don't, because sometimes if you've been hurt a lot, it takes a minute to build trust. And people need to understand, if someone says, well, I, I hear you, I mean, I know you said your, your, your credit score is a 720, um, but before <laughs> it was a 720, was it always a 720, or did you just come right. out of 450? You right, know what I mean?
0: so, right, this is it. Two months ago, a month ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: and so, you know, you six know months. I want to really know, so it's not just your credit rating. they want to know your credibility. Right. And you've got to, you And got I don't think so we successful. have
0: those conversations, though. I'm sorry. No, I no, don't we think don't. we have we enough
1: don't. of
0: those. Because those, now the new thing, we're in 2017. I don't care how many past lovers or relations you had. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> you, you may have, you know, the, the, the baby mama drama or the baby daddy drama. Hop out of nowhere and you get caught off guard, and mm-hmm. and so we don't communicate. We we have this facade where it's like it doesn't matter. And I'm sorry, I tell people no, it matters to me. I need to know. I have one of my big brothers who would tease me and say, send me. Um, I won't say his name, uh, but military, send me fingerprints. And he was serious. You know, send me fingerprints because he was going to do what? Um, check yes. it out. Or my father used to tell me, pull license, go talk to family members. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't be don't be stupid. And a lot of us, I think, it's not about stupidity. And and the expression "love is blind," but the reality is, right now, you can't. No matter how much you care about somebody, you need to understand background because that background is gonna uh, um present itself to its future to your future if you end up together, or to your sure. present. And and if there's psychological issues, you know, what what have you? <laughs> seeing a psychiatrist, are you seeing them now? Are you on medication? What is your health like? That's a big one. You know, um, are you prone to certain things? You know, do you need meds to get it up? You know, what are those things that we don't have those conversations? And then when we're caught off guard, it's like, well, what happened? Well, you didn't talk about it. And so, of course, we're looking now, and I think you mentioned it's getting older, um, people, men and women in their 40s and 50s, you know, there's medical issues going on that are serious for many, and mm-hmm. and those people tend to. I've heard so many stories where people are celibate, and all of a sudden, you know, they marry this man, and and he can't do anything, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, what do you do with that? Because what what you're doing is <laughs> you're lying when you go is <laughs> not. Don't even go to here. Your- and yeah. <laughs> you if somebody has been selling for like 10, 11 years, and this you know and, and he, I'm talking about preachers I'm not even talking about outside. these are Christian people, and the man can't do anything. and so of course, you know those are that's ground for you I don't know if or you were lying, you weren't truthful, and it's really scary. It's, it's, we're at a whole different play, playing field right now because I keep hearing the stories. You know, people reach out to me. Some of them don't know me from Adam. And it's not just in the African-American community. It's all races and cultures. You know, they didn't tell me this. They didn't tell me this. And, and basically, it's trickery. You know, it's lying at a whole different level. And it's, I, don't, I don't know where the mentality is coming from. Is because it's like, okay, once you get found out, well, what do you think is going to happen? That they, quote, unquote, yeah. loved you that much?
1: Well, I mean, when we go apply for a job, we don't mind coming to a background check, fingerprint test, urine analysis, and blood work, and all that right. sort of thing. But when it comes down to, and that's something you do the 9 to 5. That's something that takes up, right. you know, right. to five. But if you're a destiny partner, right. it should be on your word. So uh, those long gone are those days, and we just got to come, we got to face it frontal, is that these are the last days. You've got men perpetrating yeah. as women, women perpetrating as men. You've got, you know, young oh, and what do you do with that? And, and so what happens oh. is, if you're a person of integrity, it shouldn't mind. And if you made some mistakes in your past, let let's face it, we've all made mistakes. And yeah. then you should yeah. be able to at least explain what's going on. And you also need to be able to give somebody a second chance. And but you, that's where wow. you rely on the Holy Spirit to say, is this person real, or is this person a fake? And they're trying to get, get up because, I mean, when, again, like I mentioned, again, I, I know a number of people, they've got substantial assets to protect. They've sewn in to this. They've planned their life. You know, they, they, they went to school and got $200,000 worth of an education. And, you know, they've got wow. property. They've got this. And, you know, they're in their 40s sometimes. their 50s and older. And, and, you know, they're ready for that life love now. The first time or wow. the second time or whatever time wasn't the time. But they really want to do this thing now. So what they're going to do, based on their last um, you know, string of decisions, they're going to make Let's some guided around. and they want to check. So you as that person should not be offended by them wanting to check you out because their saying is, I want to do this right. right. I'm not going to let well, you do my Well, I care life. about
0: you, right, but real my life at a wholly different level.
1: Right. And you should also let them subject themselves. It shouldn't be you only getting the credit check well, let me see their credit let me see your, your your criminal background check let me see this and see that and 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 you know maybe invest the money to have someone competent check to see is this is this a real credit report is this a real you know criminal background check and and so mm-hmm. forth because I've heard horrible stories 30 years of ministry I've heard it all and you shake your right. head and say what were you thinking and the, the answer right. is no they weren't they weren't thinking
0: well, I think it's like that—that that, that, that adage, "Love makes you do crazy things," but it's like there's got to be a level of sanity somewhere.
1: And, and it's not and, just the love that makes you do crazy things. It's not just the love that makes you do crazy things. Lust will make you do a lot of crazy things.
0: Sex will make you do a lot of crazy things. <laughs>
1: people so get
0: a lot of things. and and I and 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 the, 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 this is the, this is a key component is and people don't understand that spiritually that lust doesn't care. That doesn't care all the time what you look like, what you smell like. It is literally just a spirit of lust. And, and, and it feeds on someone along the, the, the familiar, I always look at the familiar spirit. And so sometimes people, when you're being drawn to somebody and it doesn't make sense, then I suggest you look in that, that background of that area, that it may be lust before anything else. Because when you care about somebody, there's, there's some places you won't go. And then there's the other component when, when people say I love you, but if they constantly are selfish, that's not love. You know, that yep. again may be lust or something else. You know they just right. want you because they want you. I mean, I mean, and, and you're right. In ministry for you, you come across just just crazy stories that just don't make sense, and that's because it's it's humans are fallible, and the Bible tells us that the heart is deceitfully and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so you do hear of these stories. And and I'm thinking now there's 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 I, I I won't I'm almost sure at least one or two people on my timeline on Facebook ended up with they're thinking it's a man or woman and it's really of the same sex. And that to me is a whole different level. That's a different show entirely. But but Sean is right. This is where we are right now. This is the twenty first century and this is what we have to deal with. That well, sometimes you yep. just can't take somebody's word.
1: Well, here it is in Matthew ten sixteen says I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, yeah. be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. doves. Why did he ascribe wisdom to the snake? Because the enemy is crafty. He's wise. He's mm-hmm. cunning. He's patient. He can sit and lay in the cut for five, ten years. And here right. you say, I've
0: always been there. Wait, like, Yeah. <laughs>
1: You were married, you thought you were married to a man of God, but you were married to the twin of Charles Manson. Because yes. the enemy lay in hiding, so you cannot be too careful. Now, don't be cynical, and don't be, and don't harbor that spirit of negativity. But you have to wow. be wise, wow. wise, because this People is a complete stranger that you're allowing into your life. Especially if you're a single parent, you're allowing this person to be around your children. What is more yeah. precious than your children other than your salvation? So, you, I mean, it's like a child. If I'm, if I'm having a nanny or a babysitter take care of my children, you better believe I'm giving them a background check. So, wait a minute. I'm giving you access to my heart? What better insurance and policy is there for my kids than me? So, if I'm all whacked out and destroyed, how can I take care of them? So, I better be wise enough to secure my mind and my heart as well. So, I'm going to check you out, bro. I'm going to check you up, my sister. I think you're wonderful. Now we're ready to take this thing to the next level, full disclosure is, you know, or maybe, hey, I got to do a prenup. I'm sorry. I've been here before. I know what it does. Or I, I have wow. to give you a background check because, and here's why. And hopefully you'll agree and have me checked out, too, because I want to love you, and I want to love you for an eternity.
0: Wow. And when you said prenup, I care eh. <laughs> but, but and, and well, But that's the reality of it. Like, I have property. And and the property really is about my children. And and I made a promise to myself for them that they wouldn't have to start over. Like I've I've mm-hmm. had this conversation with them. You you can't sell it, you could rent it out, but this is a family home and, and it really is about stability. And as Sean, you know, is we've been unstable for so many years and I worked mm-hmm. hard to get us back or rather them. Because at one point I was saying it's my house, but then I had to take ownership. It's like, no, it's the family home. It belongs to the family. And, and I think a lot of times you're, you're mentioning that, that things pop up years later, and I agree with that. The enemy will wait, and I used to say this when I was younger, seven, eight years till he catches you off guard. He has time. He's on his side. And time really mm-hmm. isn't on our side. And he will wait seven, eight years. And, and we were talking, I think on my face, about how people change and so it's best to go in with, you know, your arsenal of prayer, wisdom, and guidance because you don't know what five years is going gonna, is gonna to do. That's where some of us ended up. You know, five, six, seven years later, it's like, oh, my God, what happened? Because people change, and, and even as we grow older, we're kind of basically stuck in our ways. And so mm-hmm. it is difficult for somebody at 50 or 55 and, and I've I've said this like to my mom and some other people. Whatever way you were when you were young, is how you will be when you get old. So if you're mean mm-hmm. at thirty, uh, at forty five, fifty, sixty, you can hang it up, because mm-hmm. as 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 a whole, humans have difficulty changing. They first have to take ownership of what's wrong, and admit to it, and then and constantly work on it. And then sometimes I always I laugh because men will change for the moment. Just to get you, but then it's what they revert back. And women do the same right. thing. You know what? What is the adage that men, when you get married, women hope the man will change, and men hope the woman will not change. <laughs> and, and it's like, but and it's a constant thing that you hear the stories where I don't know what happened. They changed. That's not even talking yep. about the the emotional psychological changes that men approach at age fifty and women in premenopause and all the other things. You know, these things are chemical. You know, we haven't even touched on that yet. It's just the bare the, the basic or the bare bones, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're, you're, you're dead on. It, it is really, it's a minefield depending <laughs> on where you are. But, again, you know, we, mm-hmm. we need to be crazy and we need to try and stay a, a, a step ahead of the enemy. And the fact is, he's been this route before. He knows our nature because it's his nature. nature. We're born in yeah. and shaped in iniquity. And so he, he does not read minds, but he does know our personality types. And, right. you know, when we take these personality types for dating websites and all that stuff, he knows your personality type. And so by your you. track record, by your track record, he knows how you're going to behave when this person walks in. As a lady, you may say, I'm going to give up Mr. Bad Boy because Mr. Bad Boy ain't right to me, but, oh, Mr. Bad Boy is so good. But Mr. Bad Boy always does me (laughs) wrong, so I'm going to go for Mr. Good Boy. So what happens, as you're starting to like Mr. Good Boy, what he's going to do, he's going to send Mr. Bad Boy in your life up in your space, and he's going to push all those right buttons so you abdicate the possibility of a throne or going back to the one-room apartment in the ghetto.
0: And we are not to go backwards, people.
1: <laughs> no, you, you have to sometimes overcome what your proclivities are to attain what your destiny wants you to be. And, you know, we, we have a nature. We're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Understand that, people. That is our nature. And the heart of man is desperately wicked. So it's going to be hard to make the changes you know you need to make So that not only you'll be happy, but you'll have the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. And really, although you've been this way for 20 years, some people say, I can't change. I've been this for 30, 40. No, you can change. You can change. You can take on the character of Christ. You can stop demanding the booty calls at 3 o'clock. You can stop the lying spirit. You can stop the cheating spirit. You can stop the gambling, drinking, and smoking spirit. There's a lot of that Mm -hmm. spirit that you can change if you want to. The same way you took Christ on to be your Savior. You can take on this new man. You can take on this new woman, this new creation in Christ. By taking on this Amen. new creation in Christ, and that's the transparency. If this person is your destiny person, you're in a destiny walk together, you can let them know at the appropriate time after you've prayed on it to say, you know what, part of full disclosure is I have a weakness for this, and I'm going to share it with you. But my prayer is you're not going to take advantage of it. I'm going to share this with you because I'm going to see if you can handle it. If I see you cannot handle my vulnerability, I'm going to snatch it from you. You will never see my heart again.
0: Never see it
1: again. But let them know. Let them know I'm trusting you with my heart. I'm trusting you with this thing that I used to be an alcoholic. I used to gamble. Or I'm going to let you know I've got this thing for men that look like Idris Elba, you know, and every time I've been been weak. But, you know, some people don't (laughs) say that stuff because they want to keep that to themselves because what happens as soon as they know, you know, your job has hired somebody looking like him. Now he's going to question every single moment you're five minutes late at work. So who needs that hassle? Right. But you know what? If this person is your destiny partner, they're going to need to trust you the same way you're going to want to trust them if okay. his, you know, knee along, you know, comes on his his job. And, right. and, and, and so so and, and that comes with less time on the television, less time on the social media, and spending more time together. By by adapting each other's spirit, adapting and grafting into each other's DNA so that you breathe for each other. I feel him. I know what he's saying, but that's his mind. His heart is really feeling this because I know my brother. I know what he's saying. This is his flesh acting up right now, and that's where I got to pull back the claws. Don't pounce and strike. I'm going to let him take a swipe or two at me. I'm going to let him do that because I know he loves me because I know his heart. But how are you going to know that heart unless you spent time investing? And, 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 and. There's a difference between take letting him take a swipe at you and, 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 mm-hmm. and hurt because he, he you know, you brought back something and there's a difference between letting him take a swipe at you because he's abusive. So of course you know, I'm speaking right. proverbially, not him putting his hands on you. Right. The second he puts his hands on you, vote with that's your it. feet and leave.
0: Right. That that's right? that's a strike in the spirit, like what is this I think the expression I use is you know, charge it to his his head. And not his heart, because men right. are apt to lash out. Not fit when, and we're not talking about physically, ladies. Men are right. apt to lash out when they're hurt, and and that that's a key component. Is I think we miss um, reading a man's heart, and the only way to know that is to spend time with him and in prayer. Because I, one of the, the the pieces that you're talking about is when if his weakness, he should be able to tell you, and you should be able to cover him in prayer. And he should be able to share with you without you getting uh, jealous. And part of the problem, I believe, in many marriages is that when the man goes to the female, she doesn't handle it too well because of her own personal insecurities. And so um, I've been coming up with you know, a few couples, and I'm like, wow, the insecurity is high. And it shouldn't be because he married you. And it's not to say yeah. that men don't mess up. But I think women miss a whole component of marriage when it comes to men, and they're 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 choosing not to to. What's the word I use, dig into the trenches. You got to get into the trenches. You got to dig your feet in. You got to ask. You got to look. It's the, the the expression I say, study your man, because if you don't mm-hmm. study him, someone else already is.
1: Oh, somebody already else sure. has his,
0: has read his mail, and I'm not talking about the spiritual mail. We just because some women, this is what they do. And and they will do what you will not do, and that's a that's a huge piece where I come across regularly, and and you know I'm constantly teaching about that. And women say, well, the man is like, no, I'm dealing with you right now, because a woman mm-hmm. holds so much power, but she doesn't understand that because she's so insecure, mm-hmm. and so she gets into these little stats that just they don't make sense to me. You know, it's it's you have a larger purpose together. It's really as you mentioned, it's about destiny. And you cannot complete your destiny if you don't trust each other, if you're not on one accord. And that is the trick of the enemy, to keep people fighting with each other in that day, that they never, I think I wrote today, one could put a 1,000 and the word tells us two can put 10,000. It more than That's doubles right. the numbers. God's math is like no joke. It's like, look, it is, you know, I, and I think I've written you stand back to back. So you can, each of you can see in front and on side and either side, so you don't get caught off guard because you are back to back, and so you become—you know—your circumference is 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 covered and surrounded because you're fighting together and not apart. And I think with that, and I am I am going to let Sean finish up a minute. We are about almost out of time, so Sean, I'll let you finish up your your last of your few words. You have been awesome today. There's just so much, just so much. It was
1: rich. It really was. I'm, I'm privileged. It's always a rich conversation with you. Your audience is blessed to have you. Um, again, I thank you for this wonderful opportunity to speak with you, which is always a joy, and to share with your audience as well. What I think is really key, folks, is you have to make the determination what you're willing to give up for your relationship. What and When I say give up, how much of your pride and mm-hmm. how much of your, um, you know, we all got a little bit of arrogance, especially if you achieve something. How much of that you're willing to give up for this person? and um right.
0: when you've been through right.
1: this you've been at this for a while there's but so much you're not going to want to do it's like you don't need the big fancy wedding anymore you know you don't need a big white dress and and horse-drawn carriages right. you've been there done that you know some of us and and so what you want and you won't give up is you won't give up peace of mind and so what does it take right. to maintain that peace of mind so i i stress to you communication is key be yourself don't lose yourself in the midst of the love be transparent and I encountered a relationship once um, many years ago where they had the type of relationship where if they felt an attraction for someone else, they would share it with their spouse. How wonderful and amazing that is. Wow. Well, that was because they said, it's not about that gotcha opportunity. It's yeah. about, I want us to win. And if we win, right. we make Jesus famous.
0: That's powerful. And, and that and i think that's that key where we in it. you have to share with your with with the person that you say you care about there has to be that vulnerable piece and 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 i think women and men i think men may not struggle as much the reason why they struggle is because they don't trust the female knowing that the mm-hmm. female may use it against them because that's typically what women do you know we remember things 5 years later <laughs> here it comes again uh, we struggle to forgive and release and move forward. And I think that's where there's a lot of miscommunication. Men don't want to keep me living their mistakes. Mm-mm. And and women tend to throw it up every single time they have an argument.
1: Mm.
0: And, and ladies, when a man shuts down, uh, that's about it. I mean, once you mm. lose his heart... I have encountered that many times with guys, and, and and I hear it. I hear it in their voice and and how they talk and their reactions, and they don't know. A lot of times they're on my Facebook, and those who are the guys that are listening. I do read you. I, I pick it up, and it. I understand it. Um, and it's typically coming from you know that's who hurt you. Somebody hurt you pretty deeply, and um, I call it the 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 cleanup woman, so to speak, because love is the most powerful motivator and factor on earth that you can't heal a man, but standing in prayer and love that he will heal underneath your care. But we live in a generation where women don't want to work and neither do men. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a twofold component. And so women want everything immediately up front. You know, we talked about that, that microwave piece and that's not going to happen. You have to be willing to work to get into the trenches. And uh, when you say that you love someone you don't run, you really don't run, yeah. Amen. And that. you can still be there, but you still can be running. You know that, that that's Amen. a twofold thing. You know, you're you're there physically, but spiritually, you either checked out or you ran because you don't want to put in the work. Because what happens, I think, and particularly marriages, is people get selfish. Well, he won't do this, she won't do, not understanding that when you both begin to become unselfish, it begins to unravel, and you do end up with healthy communication, but that vulnerability is hard. Because like you said, there it is. I got you about ha-ha how, how moment. You know, I see you in your pain. Oh, and it's what it is. Uh, I, thank you so much. Uh, we had such a rich session today. We're going to have Pastor Sean Court back again, but I appreciate everyone for tuning in. You are listening to The Queen Bee on Heartstrings Matters of the Heart. Today, my guest was Pastor Sean Cart. You can find us both, it's S E S E A N C O R T on Facebook. You can follow him. He has some awesome podcasts.